Hey guys, it's Mark from Death Angel, and you're watching Metal on Loud. Yes. All right. Cheers. Thank you for joining the podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for, you know, supporting fucking rock and metal and keeping it alive during this crazy time for all of us. It's very important. Yeah. I think uh, many people can use uh, a little bit extra metal in their, in their diets. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so how are things in your world, man? Pardon me? How are things in your world? Oh, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing good. You know, I'm to a certain degree and, you know, it seems like things are lightening up now and opening up slowly, slowly, slowly. So with that, that being said, my sanity is getting somewhat more stable. I mean, I have to say, you know, during the whole pandemic, it's been a bit rough because, you know, no music and music's my life. You know, of course I listen to music, I'm creating music, but performing music has been, you know, part of my DNA since, uh, you know, it's, for the majority of my life and having that kind of missing from it has definitely been uh, um, a, an interesting adventure, so to speak. And the way I approach it is there's, a, you know, a positive way to go about it or a negative way to go about it, or I could be self-destructive or constructive. And I, I like to think that I, I, I have been constructive by, you know, taking care of myself, going on, waking up early because there's nothing to stay up late for so I've been waking up earlier and going on morning morning walks and you know exercising and just trying to be a bit healthier so it keeps my mind healthy and um, one good thing is you know Death Angel we get together you know at least once a week just to get in the studio and jam so there's some sense of you know normalcy during all this yeah, yeah. so that being said doing okay but i want the world to open up and we get back to touring <laughs> so there wasn't uh, a lot of netflixing for you uh, in the in the downtime <laughs> yeah you know i i guess yeah i i definitely watch some shows here and there for sure for sure you know um but, but i'm more of a guy who like throughout the day there's always music playing mm -hmm. you know music's really the thing that always like always no matter what i'm doing there's music playing you know and it's music's my big thing It's, you know, I, but I, I, I have watched definitely a, a, probably more shows than I ever have in, <laughs> in my adult life. But, you know, when I hear the, to the degree some other people do it, I'm like, wow, what else do you do? <laughs> when you're listening to music, uh, what kind of music uh, is on your playlist? It's very eclectic, to tell you the truth, you know, and it just, it, it depends. In the morning, when I first wake up, I like to, when I very first open my eyes and just kind of, you know, get my wits about me, I usually put on something very mellow, whether it could be, you know, uh, uh, early Miles Davis or Chet Baker or uh, Bill Evans trio, stuff like that. But when I first wake up, you know, and then what kind of, then I'll go on my, my walk and, and, and then on my hikes, I just kind of put my stuff on shuffle. And then from there you'll get everything from, you know, early Sabbath to, to, you know, GBH and discharge to, you know, uh, <laughs> Nina Simone. Cause it, you know, my, it, it's just all over the place for the who to Patsy Klein. It's just, cause if it's on shuffle, it's just a song at a time. And it's, yeah. you know, a hodgepodge of, but of stuff I love. So it, you know, it carries me through, uh, 
the day. Yeah. It's uh, one of the wonders of this age, I think, that uh, we can have that much music on shuffle. Absolutely. Uh, But when I get back to the house and start working, then I listen to my vinyl. And then with the vinyl, I have a very eclectic vinyl collection too. But, you know, then a lot of it veers towards, you know, just like rock, you know, whether and and metal, but mostly like, you know, classic stuff like, you know, the Who, Queen, Sabbath, you know, stuff like that, you know. Well, you have a, a large collection probably uh, built o- over the years. Uh, you've been in the, the, the rock industry for over 40, almost 40 years now. With the yeah. <laughs> Getting there. I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. You have anything yeah. uh, special planned for that? Or? Um, I mean, we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. It's just, we, it's, it's so odd because, uh, how do I say? It's, it's you know because we've done a tour already. I think for the 25th anniversary, when was it the 25th when Ultraviolence came out? We did you know the Ultraviolence in its entirety. So and I think that's probably be the only album we'd ever do in its entirety for for a certain reason. But um, as far as 40 years, that'd be tough. We got to do some planning, and you'd have to make something very special because I know you know bands have done it. Metallica's doing it. Anthrax mm-hmm. just did it. You know so. It's hard. You have to come up with something original. I think just the fact that we're surviving it, hopefully we'll be able to go on tour. <laughs> Maybe we can make a special tour of it. I don't know. You know. I, I think that uh, the Ultraviolence tour was already 15 years ago. I, 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 I think so. I think it was the 25th year that we did that. Damn. I think. I really remember that tour. It was excellent. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, it, and that, it's crazy to think that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that when I saw uh, you were around for 40 years. It's like, man. Yeah. Or, may, or maybe, maybe it was the 30-year anniversary that we did it. Might have been a 30. That might make more, uh, sense. Makes that, more sense. I think that I think that makes more sense. Yeah. But that's still, that's still what, 10 years ago at least. So. Yeah. As long as yeah. we're still having fun, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time, time's a trip, man. Yeah. You're about to release a, a new uh, live album, The Best of Tracks. And um, I didn't know it was a live album until I started listening to it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, man, this is nice. This is rough. This is, yeah. <laughs> and then I saw it, the titles. It's, I know, these tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did you come up with that, that idea? Um, it, it was just, it was a product of being in, um, quarantine and being in lockdown. And it's just, you know, the one thing that kind of carries us through. And when I say us, I don't only just mean us as a band, but I think music fans, uh, is, is music. And that's the thing that carries us through. And it, you know, to keep our sanity, um, we, you know, we, the death angel guys, you know, as I said, we get in the studio and jam, but, uh, um, We wanted to do, we did our annual Christmas shows last year, uh, a virtual version of it, mm-hmm. just to, you know, to see how that went over. And, and we liked, we, we liked the feeling of playing live and getting together and it gives us, you know, gives our mind some exercise and whatnot. So, you know, put together a set. But this one, after that, we said, hey, why don't we, why don't we do um, a broadcast where we're playing songs that we've, never played live or have rarely played live and that way we actually have to we all have to learn these songs and i'd say 
some re- most of them realer in these songs we haven't played them in in years live and the ones that we've never played live ever we haven't played since we recorded them and that's it so it it it, it was a lot of work for us to put this set mm-hmm. together and uh we thought the fans you know the true death angel fans would like to see this because as music fans we also know with metal it's one of the few genres that people just don't go to like say itunes and buy the one song they like you know what i mean with me- at least in metal the metal community we still like album rock you know what i mean yeah. so there's people that were like holy shit if they saw us live or whatnot they're playing this song they're playing this song you know i can't believe it so you got we kind of wanted to put together a whole set list of just those kind of mm-hmm. songs and um test the waters for how it went on on this broadcast and we had to rehearse for quite some time because we had to all do our individual homework and then get together and make these songs sound tight, you know? And then we, we, we rented out a hall, a beautiful hall here in San Francisco called the great American music hall. And, you know, went through these sets and filmed it with the intent for that. But, you know, with the mixes we heard, you know, sure they're raw, but they, they still had like a soul to them, you know? And um, then when we were broadcasting it, there's a chat room on the broadcast, you know, people and the, the amount of people saying, please release this on vinyl, please release this on, you know, C- CD or make it available to us. And, you know, then it came across that, well, it is, and then we started listening back, like, is the mix like well enough to make a product of it? And we started listening back and saying, I think it, do- it absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, as being metal fans too, we love live albums yeah. and it's especially one with not, not a lot of overdubs of anything, you know, it's just really raw and the, the performance is true. And I think, you know, the metal fans, the, at least the death angel fans really asked for it. And we thought, yeah, we, after listening back and watching it, we were like, yeah, this, this is, this will be, this, this is, you know, a valid product that we can stand behind. And um, other than that, other than the fact that, it's a live album because it is a live performance of us playing them. The one thing that's odd is just, of course, you know, no actual crowd out there, mm-hmm. which makes it yeah. a little, a little odd. <laughs> that's uh, the first thing that's uh, kind of tripped me, uh, thinking it was a, a studio album. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. It has this uh, pure groovy sound to it, mm-hmm. uh, pure, and uh, it almost sounded like a, a studio recording, but roar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, the only thing missing is if we could pump in a crowd, but, yeah. you know, but it, it, it's that the crowd will come eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, one set list I'd love to see live uh, someday because it's uh, the energy in it and um, the added bonus that it's rarely played live before. I think yeah. it's a good effort. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very much appreciate that. Going back to your uh, roots like this and having to relearn these songs and replay these songs, um, what does that to you as an artist? Uh, does that also bring something extra to your future endeavors? Absolutely, absolutely. Because I mean, for one, when you go back to stuff like that, you start you you, you remember it, it stimulates your your mind again, and that helps with future writing as well. You know, and it's just like oh, you know, you get that kind of feel. And, um, you know, we're in the process, the very embryonic process, nonetheless, of writing a new record. But, it, you know, it, it, some of that earlier stuff, it has that, you know, just that youthful hyperness to it that we can bring to you in the new music. And also, right off the bat, one thing is um, it'll affect the, the live set list coming up for the tours that we do have, you know, because these are songs we 
that we never brought into the set live. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It already has because we um, say, for example, we did a, a first our first live show in almost two years a couple weeks ago at a festival here in, in in the Bay Area called the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, actually just outside. And um, we had a it was a Testament Exodus Us Anthrax we played that day, and it was a quick thirty minute set for us. And 30 minutes, you know, it's not a lot of time to jam in songs, but we opened with, you know, Where They Lay. And that's a song, you know, so something that we played on the Bastard Tracks live, you know, broadcast, all of a sudden Where They Lay was in this 30-minute set, which if we ever played a 30-minute set, Where They Lay would definitely not have been in it. And I don't even remember the last time Where They Lay was even in a longer set, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. to speak. So it's affected us in that, to that degree. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that um, your songwriting style has changed over the years a lot? Um, Style-wise, well, of course, over the years, if you go through our whole career, because, you know, in the original lineup, everyone contributed to the writing to a certain degree. You know what I mean? And um, which I think worked for, but um, in, in the long run, I also think it kind of worked against the band to a certain degree as well. You know, it's just too, with the, the classic too many cooks in the kitchen. And, you know, there's a lot, you know, it, it brings out fragile egos and people and or like accepting certain things. And some things make certain records because you feel guilty that that person, you know, contributed, didn't contribute enough mm-hmm. or, you know, they need to have some sort of validation for that. Whereas now, um, you know, the songwriting is primarily done by me and Rob now. Mm-hmm. And he writes pretty much all the music. And I write 90% of the lyrics, you know, and it's made, I think our records more cohesive, you know, from beginning to end now. And, um, but although, you know, Ted did write his first, his first, uh, the music for his first song and definitely this, the first Ted Aguilar, Mark Osagata, um, song, which is on the bastard tracks, which is alive and screaming. Yeah. So, uh, so that's coming along, but I think, you know, we got a good, way of going about it the way you know we approach it now and also i think that uh just from the get-go from growing as songwriters like rob will already when rob presents me a song he's already fine-tuned it he's already you know went through the bullshit and sifted out what doesn't work where before we have to listen to demos it's like oh that riff doesn't belong there that riff he's already kind of went through it and went like look this is the, the structural work with this and then me and him will go through it. And of course I'll write my lyrics and melodies and then we'll, we'll demo that. And then, then that way we only have some minor tweaks to do to change it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you could say that you have just uh, enough cooks in the kitchen uh, at the moment. I say so, but you know, that being said, you know, we're, we're welcoming Ted into it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you know, with a, a lot of major groups, that's, that tends to be the case. It's, you know, there's two guys that kind of, are the main songwriters and the others contribute everyone from Jesus, from the Beatles to queen, everything, you know what I mean? It's always, mm-hmm. and they all contribute, but there's always, you know, the two main songwriters, you know, I saw that uh, Metallica has a, a masterclass out uh, these days. So how to be a pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, what would be the uh, death angel answer to that? How would you be a band? <laughs> how? Oh man. That's uh, I say, perseverance and uh how would i say patience and a lot of deep breathing (laughs) and 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 good attorneys 
No, but I mean, it, I, I make I make light of it, but definitely it, it, perseverance is the main thing, and um, and and everything from you know believing in yourself and believing in music, and 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 also not taking how would I say this? You just gotta take what you read about yourselves with a grain of salt, because there's always going to be people that are against it or don't like it. And in this modern day of technology, everyone's a critic now. And the unfortunate downside of technology is everyone has a, a much larger soapbox to preach from. And they, you know, and it, it, it makes everyone feel as if their, their word is gold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and now the, 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 the artist can read these from in every which way in every which direction. And you're going to read a lot of negative stuff about you. And I'd say the best thing to do is uh, you, you, you can't take these, these, you know, critics, you know, preaching from their bedrooms as uh, you know, as the be all say all yeah. the be all say all is your heart, your heart. If you're doing what you want to do, then you're doing it right. You know, preach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Problem is, uh, we uh, can all have our soapbox these days, but uh, we have uh, a big city square filled with soapboxes and uh, too few people yeah. listening. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I like being a part of this soapbox, so thank uh, you. <laughs> we love having you, man. Um, would you say there are still um, best tracks out there that uh, you have considered or perhaps not considered and didn't make the list? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, that being said, because... It, it was hard to narrow it down to this without making it even longer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, cause, and what we did, how we went about it, um, we did, uh, we, we put it on our socials. We put out, you know, a, a question to all our fans. What songs would you like to see that Death Angel never plays live? So we did that. We put that out there and, you know, we waited like maybe a couple of weeks or a month maybe. And then we went through all those lists with the ones that, you know, were the, that won the most maybe say votes. We didn't give a, you know, like literally the people mentioned the most, because it wasn't a list, like a, a box to tick or anything. The ones that were mentioned the most. And then we also sent out an email to the five band members, you know, all five of us, we all picked three. Yeah. So we, with those mixed, that's what we came, that's how we came up with the list of what we went on to learn. So, and if, if you put that out there on your socials, everyone has a different, you know, song they want to hear live. So yeah. there's always going to be more than what we could do. And, you know, yeah. Is there one that you uh, would have loved to see make the, the list that did? Um, oh, I mean, what was my list? God, that goes back quite a ways. Let's see. Okay. I mean, my main one that I wanted to make the list that did was, uh, absence of light that was the one i was pushing for uh, I, and i love that song and, and it made it and i think it surprised everyone when we played it because everyone in the band too was like oh wait this song this song is heavy you know yeah. so uh, that there was that one and god i have to think back because i i know there was a couple we didn't touch that i wanted to do mm. god what were they my memory's not what it quite used to be. <laughs> we all fall apart, man. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do. Man, man. You know, I, 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 
Uh, it's my fault. I ask difficult questions. <laughs> no, it's a good. It's a, that, that. That's a good question. I like. You know, you're getting the little. You're getting a little mouse running in there. You know, I, one that I like to play live, but we used to do it. it. It used to be part of the Death Angel set pretty regularly, but we haven't done it in a long time, which I think I just wanted to do it because I missed playing it live. It was uh, Devil Incarnate. I like playing Devil Incarnate, it's, you know, and we just haven't played it live in a long time. But, you know, it didn't make the cut this time because, and I, I guess for good reason, because it used to be part of the regular set once in a while. Um Yeah, you know what I'd like? To, but see, it, it's hard because another thing that's... Um, like say on this the one thing you'll notice that's lacking is uh the ultraviolence mm -hmm. anything off the ultraviolence but that being said i think that's because that album was such you know uh that album had such a presence <laughs> in the thrash scene that you know the only song i could really picture that we hadn't played live is much is final death and that was one i'd actually would have liked to played so i guess let's just say final death then yeah <laughs> Well, that's a, a really nice song to play next time you uh, hit Holland, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I can't wait to get back out there. You know, we love the Netherlands. We love Holland. Well, you know, it's just, you know, that's our, that's Death Angel's home away from home, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. How is your year going to look uh, to uh, early next year? Do you have any plans? Oh, yeah. To, to, to... To tour, to perform... Yeah, to, out there. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, we were technically we were supposed to be touring right now mm -hmm. for you know in 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 the states here. We were supposed to be touring for the the Bay Strikes Back tour that you know Testament Exodus and Death Angel, um, but that got postponed. So now that's April May, and so the new dates have been you know postponed till April May 2022. They're all booked, and it's been announced. Fingers crossed. Everything starts. You know easing up and you know everyone in science and whatnot and gets their heads wrapped around this so we can make this tour happen mm -hmm. and then after that you know we're supposed to when that tour ends we're supposed to get out to europe and do the summer festival you know mm -hmm. season again next year which you know that's something we missed so much you know it's yeah, it's we it. <laughs> yeah yeah so let's hope that we can all get back to doing that. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's the main plan. And just that everything will fall into place. My goal is everything falls in place, starting our tour in April. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Uh, somewhere yeah. in between the uh, new, uh, new records. Um, you know, we're at, we're at the embryonic stages of writing the new record. You know, uh -huh. that's, you know, we, we, there's a couple songs we have and, um, you know, I know Rob's working on riffs right now. And as I said, he sends me full structures of songs and then I come up with the lyrics and the, the melodies. So, but I wouldn't say we're, you know, we don't have side one yet. <laughs> we're not even that far in, but, but, you know, it's there. We're, it's, it's there. It's there. It's coming. Uh, you sure. have a lot of lyrics for uh, uh, contagion, viruses. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I'm sure somehow in a, and uh, in some way, it'll it'll inspire something to you know about my lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I try to be ambiguous enough about it. But in one form or another, how it's affected me will definitely inspire. Be you know, an inspiration to a song. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I love having you on the show. Um, do you have any last words for uh, your uh, fans out there, our viewers? Yeah, I mean, it's just that. Hey, I just want to tell everyone to, you know, try to keep your head up as long as you can. Try to keep a positive outlook on this. I know it's been tough on you guys because the, the reason I know that is because it's been tough on me. It's been tough on all of us. 
And the one thing we could bond on is we're all going through this together. And the one thing that we are fortunate about is the scene we're in. The metal scene is not like any other music scene. We are a community. And that's one thing that lacks in all other music genres. We are a community. And when this opens up, we're going to celebrate together in the most beautiful way. And that's with metal music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. For Those sure. Are very wise words. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to meeting all the girls. Hey, man. Me too. Me too. Metal on Cheers. <laughs>